You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts. I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. Lots of great content as far as the audio medium and the visual, aka written medium, is concerned as well. We are going to have a little bit of fun here. We're going to play a game. Um, In fact, I'm not even 100% sure what the game is going to be. Because it's in the hands of one of our co-hosts. You know him, you love him. Very talented musical artist in his own right. His name is MC Brooks. Yeah. And hey then guys. Hey, what's up? So, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go I want to let me introduce Rambo real quick, and then you can tell us all about the game. Sweet. Um, the other guy, the other host. He's wonderful. He's talented. We call him the professor because he is so knowledgeable in all things geeky and nerdy. His name is James Rambo. I know things. <laughs> MC. The floor is yours, my friend. Tell me all about this game that you've got planned for us. All right. So, uh, you know, it's November. And uh, you mentioned this earlier. We do a thing every year where uh, we uh, we get nostalgic. I mean, to be fair, we get nostalgic you know, almost, almost weekly <laughs> whenever we record. But, you know, we have designated this month our nostalgia November month where, you know, we like to go back and reminisce on you know on fonder memories from from our past so um i was not here last week so we didn't get to do this last week but it's because it's officially november now it's it fits so i went through and just found a bunch of stuff and uh you know we are all you know fan we are all fans of uh you know the 90s we all grew up in the 90s as well as the 2000s so i found some uh, some kind of fun quizzes, some some fun this or that, some fun would you rather's. And I figured, hey, we can do that and have some fun before we get out of here. As long as it's not that 
uh, would you rather than Jess? Uh, no, 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 no. It's come up twice now. It came up last week too. I, I, you know, was okay not remembering that. As a general I find the if you don't talk about it, it'll go away to be bullshit. There are certain things. There are certain things where if you ignore it, you take away its power. <laughs> kind of like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Nobody's talking about him. He doesn't exist. I turn your back on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that so much about Freddy versus Jason. How upset he gets about that. It's a really, it's a fucking stroke of genius. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I have a couple here. So we're gonna we're gonna just go. You know, as long as you guys would like, I, I have a I have a bunch of questions. We could legitimately fill up like an hour of this if we if we want to. Well, uh, get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, actually, let's start with this one because this one is interesting because it it specifically says it is '90s versus 2000s nostalgia. Okay. So this one should be fun. So, gents, and uh, feel free to you know order uh, answer in, in whatever order you would like. Pick a side, pick a side, or pick a movie, pick a side. Clueless or Mean Girls? Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to go Mean Girls. Yeah. I think Mean Girls is funnier. Um, Tina Fey, written. Um yeah, I, and I mean, like I've seen Clueless plenty of times, um, but yeah, I think I think I gotta give it to uh, gotta give it to Mean Girls. You know, yeah, I, I I gotta go the same direction. I had seen, have seen still Clueless far more times than I'd seen uh, Mean Girls. But when I saw Mean Girls, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is this is fucking great. Like, uh, of the two, I would rather rewatch Mean Girls. Yeah. Also, it's quote. It's more quotable than. Oh yeah, one th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think of I, I. I think I remember more stuff from Mean Girls, and I remember from Clueless. And I, and I grew up really enjoying Clueless because my my older sister really liked that movie. She used to watch it pretty often. Yeah. And Clueless is great. I mean, like I'll I've watched it. I enjoy it. It's fine. It's great. I think it's like, it's it's perfect '90s nostalgia. But if we're just doing like which one's more nostalgic. You know, it might be clueless, but which one's the better film? I think it's Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. And according to this quiz we're doing, 52% of people agree with us. They chose Mean Girls over Clueless. They're very intelligent, obviously. Gents, pick a side. Urkel or Sheldon? Oh, Oh, fuck. Urkel. <laughs> Not even a yeah. Fuck Sheldon. I yeah. was ready to be like, uh, whatever the next choice is, I'll go with that one. Fuck Steve Urkel. But no, Steve Urkel all goddamn day. Fuck you, Big Bang Theory. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Sheldon. I by all accounts, uh, I can't remember his last name. Jim something. The guy who plays him. Say again. Parsons. Yes, Jim Parsons. By all accounts, perfectly nice guy very talented actor but fuck that character yeah. fuck that character and that show no thank you hey if, so you're, if you're smart you can be an asshole because there's probably some reason why you are an asshole so nobody's allowed to make fun of you for it well no I mean dude it's worse than that he's he's very clearly coded autistic mm-hmm. yeah 
And that's the joke. Yeah, that's the problem that I have with it. Like, oh no. <laughs> hey, autistic people are assholes and they can't control it. You didn't know that? You didn't know that all autistic people are assholes? Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So sad news. Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, sad news, unfortunately. Urkel, only 34%. They chose Sheldon with oh, 66. Internet. I am so disappointed in you. Just uh, so many people fucking love that show. The disrespect for Stefan Urkel. I, yeah. <laughs> I do. You, go ahead. It's so funny because it's it just reads as so insulting to me because it 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 feels like Big Bang Theory feels like a show making fun of geeks as opposed to a show about uh, basically people not in the community making fun of people in the community versus something like community or um uh, a show where like 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 the good place or like basically shows that have moments where it's like no 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 this is people in the community making fun of the community like the simpsons does that really really well yeah at least the old simpsons did like where you could tell that these guys making these nerd and geek references were nerds and geeks, you know, like, yeah, it was a lot of smart shit, but they were also making fun of themselves. It, yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. Big bang theory does not feel like that. It feels like we're making fun of you and there's, yeah, and, but you should be laughing too. And it's like, there's, it's just, yeah. The, the, one of the examples I always come back to is, um, community did that episode. I did a couple episodes um of uh, where everybody's playing D, D. yeah and there are lots of jokes about the game and lots of jokes about um uh the way people are like rping their characters and things um and the 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 character in the show who is the villain who's the antagonist of the of the of certainly of, of the episode is the one making the standard like you know, like virgin jokes and, you know, all that shit. And then you go to Big Bang Theory and the joke when they talk about D&D is, haha, you play D&D. Like, it's, it's pretty straightforward to me, at least. Like, this is not making, this, yeah, this is not people who are like, in on the joke. It, I don't know, like, it, it, just, it just does not appeal to me. It's very hollow. Like it's just yeah. like it's know. it's just it's surface it's surface level. Like when that like I've seen I've 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 never watched Big Bang Theory with any consistency. I did watch the finale uh, only because uh, uh, a group of people I was with were really into it and they wanted to see the finale. But I've just never really gotten the appeal because, like you mentioned, it just feels like it's oh these stereotypes of what nerds like. You know, here's a here's a show based on that. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, was, I've never, I've never really gotten it. It was, it was pandering. It was pandering to nerds and insulting in a way. But yeah, no, it's, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's fun, you know. Like, okay, cool, good for you. I'm glad that you enjoy something. I mean, it, it's fun if you are not the people being made fun of. <laughs> yeah, right. With all, with all of the the worst and outdated, uh, most outdated of stereotypes about you know your group. Yeah. 
Ugh. Anyway, yeah. anyway, on to other things, which is kind <laughs> I of was ironic. Waiting, <laughs> I was waiting for you, MC, to be like, yeah, actually, um, I'm choosing uh, Sheldon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not even. <laughs> that fucking guy cracked he me was, up. He was, he was yeah. the most insufferable part of the, the, the episodes I did see of, of that show. Yeah. Was not, was not, was not a fan. But on to better things, which is ironic, uh, considering, uh, you know, the, the, the options here. P- gentlemen, pick a side. Limp Biscuit. I'm sure you know the, the opponent here. Or Nickelback. Oh, Limp Biscuit. That's Limp not a good all <laughs> goddamn day. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm sure this is not the same place, I've, first place I've admitted this. I still listen to some Limp Biscuit songs. I don't give a fuck. I have a good time when I listen to them, too. If I say fuck two more times, that's 46 fucks in this fuck up line. Um, don't act like I can't call Limp Biscuit, goddammit. We made a fake restaurant because we like Limp Biscuit so much. Yep. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> now, you know, I, I will add to that, though. I think Nickelback gets a really, really raw deal. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, 1, yeah. 000, yeah, absolutely. They're... Are, are they the greatest band in the world? No. Are they the worst band? Also, no. Yeah. They're just the most popular to shit on. Yeah. And so often you get these people who are, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it from very smart people I, I love and respect who just hopped on that bandwagon. And that's just, you know, that's how they're going. That, that, that's just what they decided. Like, OK, there's a pop culture opinion and you've decided that you shared that. Um, and I said, well, why don't you like them? Because they suck. Okay, what song of theirs don't you like? All of them. That's not an answer. Yeah. That is not an answer. Uh, also, Leader of Men is a good song. Um, yeah, so is so is uh, This Is How You Remind Me. So is that whole right. fucking said, first that, album. That, that entire first album was great. Yeah. I yeah. love Silver that Side song. Up? Yeah, yeah t- that song, Too Bad, their second single. I, I love the fuck out of that album. I do really like Too Bad as well. Yeah, I might like that entire album. <laughs> yeah, I, I even had their second album. Like, I can't even remember what the title of the second album was. But that second album ain't bad, man. And like, Was that the one with I, Photograph? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't remember, what was this? Oh, I don't know. Um, Either way, like, it was... It was a solid album, and I remember a friend of mine, like, I played it, and he was like, I really don't want to listen to this. And then this is years ago, like, when it did first come out. And he's like, oh, okay. That's he's like, actually, that album's pretty hard, man. He's like, that ain't yeah. bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's... Leader of Men was the, was the single off their second album, The State. Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, yeah it just, it's... It's one of those things that is, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, widely understood, uh, uh, and I say that with the most aggressive of air quotes, um, <laughs> that like, this is good or this is bad. And, you know, it's one of those internet opinions that I wish would just go away because it's just tired. Yeah. It's, it's not it, really it, based. It, 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 it was funny for a while, but now it's like, all right, guys. Yeah. All right. And also like, aren't they like platinum artists? Like they're very rich men. I know that much. Like, yeah people are buying tickets. So this whole idea of like, no, they suck so much. Nobody's listening to them. Well, someone's buying records. Yeah. Chad Kroger has a net worth of $80 million. You can suck his entire (laughs) ass. He does not care. (laughs) Like, you know, it just, I don't know. I just also don't like, 
what is what's to be gained here? Like, what is how are you coming out on top with this it by is, by just parroting this fucking opinion? It, yeah. And, and honestly, it is <clears throat> it is contrary to everything that we at GGR stand for in the sense of like hot takes and bullshit like that. Like, oh, yeah. I don't like Nickelback because I don't like Nickelback. And honestly, I'm guilty of it, too, because I shared a meme in the fucking group about it, like just making fun of it, because ultimately it was just it was funny. I can't even remember what yeah. it was that I shared. It was it was just something. But, it was just funny. But it, it also comes with the uh, the understanding that we know that you don't like you don't actually harbor hatred for Nickelback. No. <laughs> just sharing just sharing a meme. You know, of it is not you saying you like doing what other people do, because people go to is it's really that people just go to the extreme. Yeah. Um, with their with their dislike of Nickelback. I mean, they're not my favorite band. I I don't listen to them with any regularity outside of my like 2000s rock playlist. But yeah. they're not the worst band I've ever listened to. Blue 100%. October exists. <laughs> <laughs> kid. <laughs> See, I that that name sounds familiar. I'm like, do I have a couple songs of theirs on my? Uh, they had they had one big thing? they had one big song in the 2000s, and I hate I I, I hated it. I never Blue liked October. it. October is but that? I don't I don't I don't Are remember. Are they the ones that covered um, Blue Monday? They covered How Does It Feel? No no no, no that's uh, the, uh, uh orgy. Orgy. Oh, fuck, that was a good song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the the name of it. It, it came, it, it, I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, hang on, I'm gonna play this shit on our. It, it actually, might, it might, <laughs> I think it's hate, was it hate me? It might be hate me. Uh, Maybe that's they what do it have was. a song called Hate Me. That yeah. might, that might be. I need, to, I need to just see when their single, when their singles were, because then, just, then that, I'll, because I'll know the name as the second I see it. I'm just curious. <clears throat> I'm playing it right now. Yeah, I think it's hate me because it came out in 2006, and that that sounds about right. And I like I don't even I've never listened to the other material. I just I always just make that I, I always just make just make that joke because I I know for a fact that I like I I really dislike that song. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, the band the band I probably should have said if I uh, if I were going to name anyone else would actually have been Dashboard Confession. That them I actually cannot stand. There, I, have, I have two Blue October songs on my my like songs playlist on on Spotify. Uh, it's Dirt Room and I Hope You're Happy. Um, so yeah, MC, you should give yes. those a listen. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll try. I, I, I know I know nothing. I know I I know I dislike Hate Me, but that's it. I, I know nothing. Like the fact they have this much released material and they have stuff. <laughs> this, 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 like this is new information to me. Even the fact that they released something last year. <laughs> I'm listening like to this song called... right now, and I don't recognize it. Oh, there it is. There's the chorus. Oh, fuck this song. Yeah, okay. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Fucking record skipping sound and everything. Fuck that. No, we are done with that song. <laughs> Jesus. Um, did, you say, did you also say you, you do not like Dashboard Confessional? Yeah, do, yeah, not not a fan of them. Okay, I can I can get that. I totally get that. But like, yeah. Dashboard Confessional is one of those like if you had somebody break up with you, and like you needed like some songs that were kind of sad because you were in an emo place, like you know, yeah. Dashboard, it, 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 it scratches an itch. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird because like I still love a lot of emo music. I I have a whole a whole emo playlist. I have two of them actually. And for some reason, like their their stuff just it just never it just never appealed to me. I, I don't I like I I don't actually hate them. Like I don't like I don't dislike 
people who are fans of them, but yeah. just for me, like I don't, I've never like gotten into any of their music just ever. And I'm just like, people like it, cool. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I'm glad you like it. What, what is yeah. it, Rambo, that you say? I'm glad that you like something. I'm glad you found something you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. awesome. I, no, I, when <laughs> Leaving Eternals last night, I was the most critical person of the movie and I enjoyed it, yeah. but I was still like, you know, I thought this was a problem. I thought they, they could have changed this or this. And I went with uh, my friends, Phil and Monica. And Monica is very much a person who is like, I watch a movie, I like it, and I never think about it again. <laughs> and I'm like, dope. That's all. I, I, I love the idea of the freedom of that, oh, of yeah. being able to just like plug in, enjoy a thing, and then move on. Yeah, because I still have that scene from uh, the man who... Uh, killed Hitler and then also the um, the Bigfoot <laughs> that scene where that fucking thing is puking on him that's still burned into my brain <laughs> you just gotta focus on the, uh, the the dining room table scene is that scene the dining room table scene is fucking amazing it's incredible that, that's rest of that movie funny. like up to that point this movie's great and then all of a sudden he gets his fucking ear bit off and he's getting like dry humped by a goddamn yeti or something like it, just, it goes so long yeah, it just keeps going. You're like, <laughs> what is happening right now? And like, not there's there's a shot in um, in House of a Thousand Corpses that Rob Zombie has has talked about, and and like if you listen to the director's commentary, he saw he talked specifically about like a bunch of people kept telling me I had to cut this down. We did it too long. It 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 you know. It, it changes the, the scene and all this stuff. He's like, including like a bunch of editors, like a couple different people. And he's like, no, this is important. This is staying the way it is. And it's a shot of uh, Otis, one of the one of the serial killers, um, standing over Walton Goggins, who plays a uh, sheriff's deputy. Um, and he's got uh, he's got Goggins' uh, service revolver pointed at his head. And it's a crane shot. And so the camera is just slowly backing up and away uh, from the two of them. And it goes for like 10 seconds. It's a long take. And it's slow. And it is painful because you're just waiting for Otis to pull the trigger. You know it's going to happen. You're just waiting for it to happen. And what's interesting about it is when the scene starts, you're like, you're scared, you're uncomfortable. You're like, okay, just, you know, you know, oh God, this is coming. But the longer it goes, it goes from you feel bad for this character to please God, just shoot him. Finish it. Like just end it. And so, like, you're, you, there's this emotional change. It's it's the first place where I was like, Rob Zombie, good or bad, whether or not you like his movies, Rob Zombie knows how to make a movie. Because it was such a conscious choice um, on his part to 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 make the audience like to I, to change your opinion of something, to change the way you feel about something in a single take where there's no, almost nothing happening. That is really impressive. Um, 
And then you get stuff like that scene and the man who killed it was the man who, who killed Bigfoot. No, man, the man who, who killed, killed Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. and also uh, Bigfoot yeah. or something like that. Um, <laughs> and it's just so like, what is happening? Like, why is this going on? It's just this profile shot of him being puked on by his fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> and it's it in my head, it's like a minute long. Like I know it's not, but it feels so long. It's, it's, it's almost cartoon. No, we're not gonna cut this. We're using all of this all footage. this footage. I do you know how much fake puke costs? Ugh. We are using every ounce of that fake puke and I'm putting it all on goddamn film. <laughs> like <laughs> It was just like, oh, he's done. Nope, there's more. And it just kept going. Like, fuck that movie. <laughs> it sucks, too, because now, like, in retrospect, I think back on it. I actually really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> but, like, it was just that one scene where it was just like, oh, so, okay, we're just going to keep doing this. All right. Gross. Okay. And just, like, if you think about it, too, like, in retrospect, that movie has, like, a very uneven um, tone to it. Like, the message is very, very uneven because it's just, like, it's this man dealing with his past and, like, coming to grips with this shit that he's done in his life. And then it's just like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to send you on this fucking deep cover mission where you got to go kill the fucking Bigfoot. It was just – it was very strange. But, like, I mean – like you said, things, like even you said, you were like, you know, you can't say that Rob Zombie can't make a goddamn movie. Watching that movie, like, we're still talking about it. So yeah. they did something, whether it was good or bad, they they did something. Kind of like Nickelback. There you go. Like, look at us. Yeah. Full circle. Going full circle. <laughs> and just for the record, <laughs> I, I also have some Limp Bizkit in, in, my, in my 2000s playlist, too. Yeah. Rambo, what were Rambo. you going to say? Well, I mean, just more about the movie, but like honestly, like you you capped that off really well. But no, that was that was, that was a good transition. Well, thank you, appreciate that. Um, what you got next on the list there, Mr. Brooks? All right, this. Oh, and just for the record, sixty-two percent of the internet chose Nickelback. What? Yeah. Like, and again, this is not a matter. It's it's not about personal experience. It's about what has the internet told me to think. Yeah. Like it's it's these people are not like listening to, and I'm not I'm not saying you even have to, but these are not folks who are who are sitting down and like exploring the the discographies of both of these bands. They're just like, uh, fuck Limp Biscuit. Like in, in Limp Biscuit, isn't that the the band named after the fucking Circle Jerk game? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Um. They just uh, really subvert culture in a, in a <laughs> profound way. Um, and you can see that in the title of their third album, Chocolate Starfish, a a hot dog flavored water. water. A butthole and jizz reference. Like, uh, see, no, I, I thought it was piss. It might be piss. Shit. Yeah, I, I, thought, don't know. I thought it was buttholes and piss. <laughs> I knew it was buttholes. I was 100% sure yeah. on buttholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buttholes and piss. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a silly childish band who made a lot of uh, like big stupid fun songs, uh, some of which have some like very good music in them. And I'm not yeah. talking about Fred Durst's fucking lyrics, but the actual music in the songs is Wes Borland. That's his fucking name. Wes Borland is a great fucking guitarist. Yeah, and 
that shit was just engaging, man. Like, it was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it tapped into something that a lot of people think, I think, didn't, weren't really ready for. Like, how pissed off everybody was. And, like, I think the music, if the lyrics, had the lyrics been different, maybe it would have had come out differently. And that, but, like, I mean, if you I mean, certainly but, tried, but I mean, they stood out, I think, because of that, because a lot yeah. of new, a lot of new metal was just very angry and just yeah. very heavy. And they leaned more into like the fun rap side. I mean, you yeah. think about some of the like Linkin Park did, did, did new metal. But they didn't yeah. really do like fun. You can, you can party to this type of stuff. That's more of, yeah. that's more of where, where Limp Bizkit uh, did. Not to say that was like all of their material, but you think of you, when you think of some of some of their big songs like that's you know that that's kind of i think where where people got their enjoyment from yeah, yeah like no, where they made their very, name, basically. yeah yeah a lot a lot of new metal ended up being very kind of self-righteous and very self-serious um and there are definitely moments where limbiscuit does that yeah but for a lot of it fred durst was also just like i'm i'm having fun like i i i don't know if y'all are but i'm having a good time like Roland comes comes out fairly late in their in their popularity, but that is very clearly a big dumb fun song. Yeah, and it's not supposed to be anything else. Yep. Like, I mean, it's, honestly, it's my favorite the, of their songs. And it's it, like, it, plus yeah. getting the WWE push didn't hurt. Nope. Nope. Turning turning the uh, the Undertaker from uh, a scary dead man into a fucking redneck motorcycle riding guy like that was oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a take all right cool that's what we're doing with them yeah hell yeah let's do this shit it's the fucking early 2000s hell yeah oh fuck i know right all right. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right this one this one will be interesting i i, I don't have an opinion on this because i have seen neither of these but x files or lost. Oh, X Files. X Files. Yeah. Um, I liked Lost's first like two, three seasons, and then it just kind of who gave a shit? Like it just it stopped. Honestly, like if you knowing what J.J. Abrams did to Star Wars, you can see that coming if you watch Lost again. Because like the whole like the whole fucking thing is like, hey, we've got this really, really good buildup and there's a lot of really good concepts and ideas that don't get executed properly. That, yeah. If, if you ever needed to know, like, we all should have known. We should have known better than to give JJ Star Wars. That's what we get. <laughs> I mean, the man has made no, <clears throat> no uh, illusions about... Um, his his love for the journey and not destination. Like he's not somebody who cares about endings. And you you he, he has fucking TED talk about it. Um. So yeah, like I default to to X Files both for the nostalgia, but yeah. also X Files is a show that you can watch episode to episode and really enjoy. Like, there is a larger narrative, but it's much more of a background thing. Whereas Lost, to my understanding, because I haven't watched much of it, um, yeah. mostly because I've heard how badly it goes the further along it goes. Um, yeah. 
is like that is a large narrative like that is one big serial um so like no thanks i'm good like fucking yeah i clouds all day yeah 100 percent. Yeah. I, I, I just remember I just remember the backlash I remember the backlash from Lost from uh from people who were watching it because of how shitty <laughs> shitty uh people were describing it. And I, like I knew literally nothing about it. I I have no idea what it's even about. It's again, first two seasons pretty solid, man. Sandy and I started rewatching it. I think it was on Hulu. Um and we started rewatching it. And like it's it's captivating. And then it just falls the fuck apart. Because again, like like you said, JJ is not a big fan of endings. Which I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. And like, we might have to come circle back to that for another episode or something like that. But like, just in general, like that just seems, I don't know, kind of annoying. Like to to then admit that you don't do endings as like some sort of cop out. I mean, like I can I can appreciate that stance in so much as like he's being clear about the kind of story he wants to tell where that falls apart for me is when you have people giving him like the end of a trilogy. Yep. You're not just supposed to end these three movies. You're supposed to end a nine film saga. Like you're not the person for this. And when you when you very clearly announce what you do and what you what you like to do, people need to listen to you. Yeah, um, it, it that's that's important. Now, like, I do think that to some degree, yeah, it is it is kind of a cop out to be like, well, I don't, I don't really care about the ending. Well, fucking I do, man. Like and your, your audience does. Yeah. You should yeah. to some degree. Like, it's important to know how things are going to go and not just be like, ah, we'll get to it eventually. And then maybe you don't. Um, yeah, there's 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 two examples of long running shows, um, or at least like multi season shows that I can think of that wrote moment to moment, as opposed to having a story bible, and and like big story beats across the board. And it's Battlestar Galactica and Lost. And one of them was a big success, and one of them was not. And you know. And even still, a lot of people were, were upset with a lot of elements of the BSG ending, but not nearly to the degree that people were upset about the lost ending. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> or you get pissed off about the fact that lost was all a dream or they're all in heaven <laughs> or hell. I didn't even understand it. It was fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> all right. Pick a, Okay. Pick a game. Pick a game here. Snake. Or Angry Birds. <laughs> Ooh. Like super nostalgia. Like first cell phone or the first like big like well, it's, smartphone it's, game. Well, it's yeah, it's first flip phone game versus first smartphone game. Yeah. I gotta go Angry Birds for the variety. Yeah, I, because... I never played Snake. I never played Snake more than like for a couple seconds. And then I was like, this yeah. is fucking lame. A couple like... minutes and you're like, all right, I, I get it. Like, I appreciate what this is doing, but I'm, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Angry Birds for the variety, at least. MC, yeah. what say you on that one? Oh, no, I'm Angry Birds all the way. I yeah. I, I honestly had to look up what Snake was because I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> offhand. Like, what the, the hell is Snake? And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that. 
Yeah. This is surprisingly much closer than you would think. Only 53% with Angry Birds. Oh, what did the internet say about Lost or... Um... Oh, uh, it's uh, 55% X-Files. You're goddamn right. <laughs> All right, gents, this should be a good one. Pick a side. Beavis and Butthead or Family Guy? Uh, <laughs> I think that pretty much crystallizes well, it. I want to be burned or drowned. Um, um, shitting your pants once or diarrhea for three hours? Um, bring that one back. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what? I'm going to go with Beavis and Butthead. And the reason why is because I feel like Beavis and Butthead has staying power. Because Family Guy had its moment, they did their thing, and then they got canceled. And if it never had come back, it would have been fine. But bringing it back just was a well, ugh, just ugh, fuck. I used to really, really respect the shit out of Seth MacFarlane. I thought he was talented. I thought he was funny. I was like, this dude's really going. Like, I, I like him a lot. He seems like he's a cool dude. And I like a lot of his other projects. But the older and older I get, the more I just realize it's the same shit. At least Beavis yeah. and Butthead is Mike Judge. And Mike Judge does some really thoughtful shit. And like... I'm not going to say that Beavis and Butthead has like some sort of like, oh, it really taps into our culture. No, it was fucking dumb jokes. You know, it's fine. But like I realize watching that show when they don't have the music videos included in episodes of Beavis and Butthead, because you can find it on some channels. Um, it's not the same. And I realize how funny those fucking them just watching movie uh, music videos and basically doing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 with music videos, how fucking funny that was. And how dead on it was with with some of the things that were going on, like with us as a culture. Like, yeah, I, I think Beavis and Butthead is it had. I can't even believe I'm saying this shit. I can't. Beavis and Butthead is more culturally attuned to what was actually going on than Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I pretty I'm the, much. I'm, I'm pretty the much asshole that's defending Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one, I, I prob I'm probably going Beavis and Butthead too. Yeah. I think if Family Guy just ended. Like I'd be like I, I might have chosen it, but it just it it feels very forced. Like I like it, it may, and this is actually something I kind of think about a lot of like sitcoms nowadays versus you know like ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, where it just seemed like there was a level of organic funny versus oh no, I'm gonna really I'm, I'm gonna take a long way to get there, but there's a joke in here. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, it just feels very like meh. Like most of the stuff that I, I know from Family Guy in recent years are like people being like, "What were they trying to do here? <laughs> what was like, what was the funny supposed to be here?" And I've seen people talk about like American Dad be be better, be a better animated than Family Guy, and like even the uh, what was it, the uh, Cleveland Show, some others. Just I don't know. Family Guy for me just I used to love it in high school but like the more what I've seen of it since then has just been like yeah whatever yeah I tend to agree Rambo I don't know man um <laughs> <sighs> I I guess I'm gonna have to go view some budget as well um not happy about this choice, but family, I was leaning family guy really hard and mostly because 
there is a degree of intelligence that you get in the humor that you yeah. just don't get from from Abuse and Butthead. But then I started thinking about how mean-spirited everything in Family Guy is and how, like, cruel it is in places. Yeah. Which comes from a very, like, it's it's almost worse that it's smarter because that means you should know better. Um, whereas Beavis and Butthead is very, like, base and... Um, uh, very uh, uh, like it, it's about following these two idiots around um, and seeing like what kind of dumb shit they do. Um, so yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'll definitely go be with some butthead. Uh, I'd really rather not watch either. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but I also know like of the two, Katie would want to watch you as a butthead. Yeah. Many of the time I come out of the studio or come, come home from work and she has that on, like, on Pluto or something, and is laughing her ass off. So, so th- this is actually the most lopsided. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> this is super lopsided with oh, 74%. Yeah, 74% for Family Guy. It's, yeah. it's, again, too, because so many people have this, like, <sighs> this belief. And, it, and it, honestly, like, the further and further I get away from South Park, the more I feel this way, too. That, like, it's okay to be offensive if you offend everybody. And I don't agree. And it's the same thing with Chappelle. It's the same argument. Well, oh, he's offensive to everybody. No, he's also an asshole. And, like, the more and more I look at it, um, and actually it was somebody, it was a friend of the show um, who brought up, I shared that whole um, Jennifer Lopez thing that they did from South Park where he did the, like, he was doing the hand puppet and he was doing a really, really, really bad Spanish accent or Hispanic accent and a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours was like, yo, dude, this is super offensive to me because I'm like, I'm Hispanic and I remember getting teased for this as a kid and like this shit just brought up those bad memories and I'm like, fuck, I didn't even think about that. All I did was, all I did was, oh, this is funny because I remember laughing at this as a kid, you know, and like, you don't think about that shit that like now we're supposed to be more adult. We're supposed to be more attuned to what's going on in the world, more sensitive to like not pissing people off on purpose. And South park just tries to cloak themselves and fucking family guy does it too. They try to cloak themselves in. Oh, well we're saying we're we're making fun of everybody. So it's okay. Yeah, maybe Beavis and Butthead is just two dumb kids doing dumb shit. And that's why it's, it's, it's innocent in a way. But what's funny is, is there was so much outrage about that show. Oh, I remember. In the 90s. Yeah, I, re- I remember. Yeah. They shouldn't call it Beavis and Butthead. A fucking congressman was like, they need to change the name to Beavis and Meathead. <laughs> you can't say butt. Yeah. Stop saying butt. <laughs> you can, but you can bomb the shit out of brown people, right? But, but, but. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like, people get so mad about yeah. the dumbest shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and everybody just loves Family Guy for some reason, man. And there, there's a lot of shit on Family Guy that's funny. Like, I, I, but at the same time, too, it's just like, it's, I'm I'm over it, man. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I think those first couple seasons were, were fine. And then whenever they got canceled and came back, it was just, I don't know. I don't same. Know. same. I'm I'm in the same boat, you know. 
it sucks, right. but it is what it is. You know, I mean, that's that's isn't that the goal though? Is we're all supposed to be growing and becoming better people instead of oh, just yeah. laughing at the same dumb shit where they make fun of Meg and like beat her and same thing with Chris. Like they just yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a cartoon going around a while ago where basically like an adult Bobby Hill was a oh um, yeah oh yeah, yeah I remember that yeah he was a psychiatrist and he was I guess Bart an adult Bart Simpson and an adult Chris Griffin were in a in a relationship together and they talked about how abusive their fathers were and like Bobby basically gets off, off like done with his like session with them and calls Hank to tell him like hey Dad you know. Sometimes we didn't agree on things, but like you were still a decent father. And I think about that a lot because like Hank is definitely conservative. Okay. But like, look at all the lessons that we learned from that show. He was a, a pretty good father to Bobby, even though him and Bobby were on completely different wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And like, yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't feel like people give, um, they don't, they don't give King of the Hill the same level of respect that they give family guy. Yeah, well, they they do overseas. Really? <laughs> yeah, like oh, an shit. American anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like in in bro, King of the Hill is one of the most popular shows in Japan. Oh like, shit! Kind of, kind of for some reason, kind of like how here anime fans have like huge debates over dub versus sub. They have the yeah. same debate about King of the Hill in Japan. Really? Yes. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> Yeah, no, like big deal American anime. Like fucking yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal overseas. They're like no one like don't know why. It just it just is. And like people of all ages really fucking love King of the Hill. Wow. That's man, that actually makes me feel a little bit better about things, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, all right. Like, wow, that's cool. That's really cool, actually. Like, fucking good for other people other than America, because we're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I keep seeing. I keep. It's funny because like I, I, I don't think about it, and then every now and then I'll see like something from like Crunchyroll or one of these anime companies say something about about King of the Hill. You, you'll have like uh, manga, uh, mangaka. You know the um, the people who actually create it. Like they'll do anime adaptations of like King of the Hill stuff. Like yeah. It's 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 amazing. That's kind of, yeah, kind of badass, man. Fucking like, I I fucking love King of the Hill, by the way. Like that that goddamn show. And we used to say when before Jax was born, like when Santa was pregnant with Jax, we used to say that Jax was gonna come out like Bobby Hill. And I'll be goddamn that that kid isn't like Bobby Hill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad. Like, <laughs> uh, you've you've got to both met him. Fuck, isn't he like a he's literally like a living version of Bobby Hill. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I couldn't be any further than. Well, uh, yeah. I guess I can. I'm a less conservative Hank Hill. I'll I'll, I'll take it. You know. <laughs> well, Hank is also. <coughs> Hank is also pretty uptight. Yeah. I am not. As much. Um. All right. Yeah. What else we got, MC? All right. So we're back on the game side here. N64 or the Nintendo Wii. We. Um, wow. Graphics for garbage. We're gonna diverge here. Sixty-four. Um, Sixty-four graphics for garbage. Yeah, I know they were, but that that so fucking ugly. system, that system was so goddamn fun. 
I have so many good memories about the Nintendo yeah. 64 and the games that I played on it. And like the Nintendo Wii, like it came out, I was working in a video game store and like it was it was cool. It was fine. There's nothing wrong with the Wii. I don't want to sh shit on the system. It was a perfectly fine system, but like, eh, yeah, I'm sticking with the 64. Yeah, I'm I'm so conflicted here because like I owned both and I love the hell out of both. Like I've like I mean some of my favorite games ever were on the N64. I mean No Mercy, arguably greatest wrestling game oh, ever. Yes, I will, I I will put that game. up against any against any against anything. I mean GoldenEye, uh, Mario 64, uh, Kirby, the original Super Smash Brothers. I mean uh, there was like there was there was some great stuff on I, uh, N64 is where I first played um, Tony Hawk. Um, like I have so many good memories with it. But same thing with the Wii. The Wii was so, like, I was kind of turned off because of the whole, like, remote situation. So I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also, I mean, Mario Kart was, was great. Um, I actually enjoyed Sonic, playing Sonic Colors on there, too. Um, if I remember correctly, they had, they, they were, like, you could play Madden on that game. Good. And you could actually do it where you were act acting from the helmet of the quarterback and you would use the remote to like throw. Obviously, yeah. you would not want to throw. But like, I remember doing that and being like, this is actually kind of cool. Like I thought playing uh, uh, Zelda Skyward Sword was actually kind of cool, too. Same thing as, you know, you, you actually get to like swing your arms to actually operate, you know, Link's, Link's weapons. And I thought stuff like that was cool. It was super, in, it was super innovative. I don't hate Super Smash Brothers Brawl like the rest of the Smash Brothers community seems to. Huh. Um, fuck, this is hard. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go we here only because of the backwards capability. I could play all my GameCube games on my Wii. I could yeah. also hook my GameCube controller up to my Wii and play that way if I did not want to use the Wii controller. The the Wii was the first real proper innovation that Nintendo was like, you know what? We need to stop trying to play the game that other people are playing in terms of right. like you know, we're gonna be have like the the best processor and like have the best graphics and all this shit. It was like, no, no, no. We're going to make the most accessible, most engaging kind of games that we can, and do the most with the technology we have. Make right. Shit, fun. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it's smart because, I mean, given where the video game landscape is is right now, Nintendo has carved a lane for themselves that has been nearly impossible for anyone else to get into. Like mm -hmm. their biggest competition right now is mobile game or mobile games. Like they they're like we saw Sony tried to get into the handheld game and the PSP was fun, but it didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was there was literally nothing nothing they could do. Several others have tried to get into the handheld game and you just weren't competing with with uh, any of the Game Boys, the Game Boy Advances, none of the DSs, and now the the Switch. <laughs> like like there's there's not there's not they have no competition. It was smart for them to go that way because uh, one you're appealing to families uh, which is not to say that you can't get family games on like PlayStation or Xbox, but like you're not playing Just Dance on your, you're not getting a PS4 to play Just Dance. 
<laughs> or the Michael Jackson experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, additionally, too, like think about think about it like this, right? Every single one of those family games, like this is how you know you're an innovator when everybody else copies you because uh, Xbox was like, oh fuck, we got to do the connect. PlayStation was like, oh, we got the PlayStation Move. Like they didn't yeah, even, and if they those. were working on that shit, if they were working on that shit, they sure as hell didn't say anything about it until yeah. after Nintendo did it. So like, yeah, that's how you know that you're you're the man basically. It's yeah. when everybody else is trying to copy you. Not to mention too, the thing with the Wii 2 is it, it also appealed to people who were not gamers. Exactly. Just because, just because of all the exercise stuff that you could do, the Wii Fit stuff. Like yeah. I like I, it was damn near impossible to buy a Wii because yeah. regular folks who were not gamers were buying it specifically for stuff like that. That's how I knew that the Wii was was innovative and it was a good system. When I had to hear the fucking game nerds complain about, I can't get one because like old people want it. Fuck off, dude. Shut up. Like, <laughs> like you should be happy that other people want to play video games too. Well, I just, oh, yeah. I just can't get it because I can't play my game now. I don't fucking care. Oh yeah. And like. That one and Rock Band and Guitar Oh, yeah, Hero. for sure. Those yeah. three mm -hmm. games, that changed the landscape because now everybody wanted to play video games again. And that was something yeah. that it kind of stopped. Video games started taking on a, like a mantra of like, uh, the only people that really play this are fucking nerds. And like, they changed that. And the yeah. Wii can take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I, I, bro, I was, known as, I, was the, I was known as the Guitar Hero guy at school in nice. college. I was the, like, my neighbor, my neighbors knew and all of my friends knew like when when it was friday night or saturday because like i didn't i didn't go i didn't really go anywhere <laughs> all, all that would happen is my friends would come over we would order our like seven dollar large pizzas from domino's nice. and you know we'd eat, we'd eat pizza and probably play rock bands like 3 a.m and like most of them were not gamers but they just really liked doing it they liked you know uh, pretending to uh, to play drums or play guitar or being able to belt out um, uh, these songs by like the Who and the Rolling Stones and whatnot, which for me was kind of amazing at an HBCU. Which is not to say that black folks can't like rock. It was just it was it was unexpected for me. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was like I have so many great memories just attached to that. You know, like that's that's where a lot of my nostalgia from school comes from. Is that. You know, uh, yeah. uh, drunkenly playing rock band at two in the morning, much to the uh, annoyance of my neighbors who are hurt, who are uh, pretending like they're trying to get sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a fucking blast, man. It was yeah. that. And that's the that's the thing. That, there was a video, a viral video, and I don't <clears> remember <throat> who did it years ago, where it was the PlayStation 3 versus the Wii. And they were both embodied by different women. And the PlayStation 3 was was a, a, a bigger gal, um, but she was well-dressed. She had glasses on. She had her talking points. And the Wii was a girl in a bikini. And the PlayStation 3 was like, I, I have a Blu-ray disc, and I have this, and I have this much memory, and I'm large and in charge. And the Wii's like, I'm fun and cheap. And, like, they go back and forth, and the PlayStation 3 just kind of keeps yelling at the Wii. I'm the future of gaming. And the Wii's like, <laughs> I'm so cute. Like, and it was just like, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, I'm adorable. Yeah, yeah, all right, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, too, uh, shout out to, um, what is it? Not the, 
what do you call it? Not, uh, shout out to the, not the commissary, but basically where you can oh, go yeah. buy shit on the base because that's yeah, where I was able. Yeah, the PX. There we go. That's where I was able to actually get my Wii. <laughs> Simply for that because it was literally impossible to get it any anywhere else. So that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, also sixty three percent chose the Wii. Yeah, I mean, again, like. But this is exactly what I was hoping this conversation would be, is we we talked about the nostalgia of all of it. And like for me, the nostalgia was the 64. It was yeah. it was playing No Mercy. Uh, it was creating your own characters. It so was fun. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, I, re- yeah. I wish they would port If they ported anything from the 64 to oh, the Switch, uh, I would love if they brought it back. They don't even need to. I don't even care if the graphics are shit. <laughs> I'll yeah. play it on the shit graphics. That yeah. game was super fun. Oh, it really was that Goldeneye. Um, the Rogue Squadron games were fun as shit too. Like, yeah, yeah the all F-Zero? of it. F Zero. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fucking Shadows of the Empire. Like, yeah, Star Fox. Yeah, sixty four. Yeah, Mario oh, sixty four. Forgot oh, about. Yeah. That. It's funny, like, so many of those games. I I think about I wins in terms of the way they looked, but Star Fox sixty four. And I think it's because the the first star fox game was just like straight up polygons like it was yeah such an early entry into that that when i went to star fox 64 it was like oh shit this is just like a fancier version of that okay yeah that's great but yeah, a lot there of was... games like oof, man I, no. I'm a I'm a real visual guy a lot of that stuff I look back oh no at, they look <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah they were shit yeah um, especially too, there, there's been a growing thing where people are like going back and playing these retro games on like high definition TVs, and they're like, "I played this shit." Like they, <laughs> they're they're like baffled by like how bad these games look, and it it makes sense because they design these games to be played on cathode ray tube TVs, yeah. and there was going to be a certain amount of distortion that came with it, so you could kind of fudge the way things looked. Um, not with high definition television, you can't. <laughs> so it's it's been kind of a an interesting wake up call for a lot of people where they're just like, my God, I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's technology, yeah, technology, you know, meant to be viewed or experienced a certain way. I also don't have that same kind of nostalgia for like, you know, this particular thing I have to enjoy in this particular way. Like when we went up to Delaware this last time, um, there were a bunch of TV VCR combos throughout the house nice. and just a ton of VHS tapes. Yeah. And I remember seeing those and being like, oh, that's so funny. That's cool. And a couple people were like, we should watch them. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we should not. <laughs> I'm good. I don't ever need to watch another movie on VHS. Like there's We have better options now. Like we why? have better options. Like, oh, don't you don't you wanna watch like Jurassic Park on VHS? Why would I wanna do that? When I can watch it on DVD and it's better like, quality. Oh, I, I like I I get I, I get it, but I don't get it. Like it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. Um in the way that it does for a lot of folks. And you know, I I, I have a lot of nostalgia for like playing fucking, you know, big GoldenEye games and stuff. But with the Wii, like, the Wii kind of changed the way I thought about playing games. Like, the, the you know, what MC was talking about with regard to the way the remotes were used, or the Wiimotes were used. Yeah. Um, the, 
was it Metroid Prime 3? Metroid Prime 3, uh, one of the new tools you get was uh, 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 fucking a welding torch. And so you would get to a point where they're like, okay, you can't access this door because the circuit board is blown out. You need to recreate the path for it. So you very carefully had to use the remote and like guide Samus's arm along the edges, along these lines. And I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Like, this is really fun and engaging. Um, oh, yeah. And it, it, it pulled me in a way that like, the first time I played an FPS did like when I actually had a like the the light gun in my hand I'm like this is different like I've never done anything like this before um and also the the 64 well, one I never had a 64 so every time I was playing I was playing somebody else's so I didn't have the consistent amount of like playtime a lot of people did um but the other thing was like and, and but part of that was that was the death rattle of the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. the last uh, uh, time that they did cartridge games. And that's why all 64 games brand new were like 90 bucks. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm good. Because all you're paying for is the extra parts and the labor. Like, it's not that the game itself is somehow better. It's that the it, it's harder to make. It, it costs more to make. It costs more time to make. Um, and it was one of the, one of the first times that I was like, yeah, economically, this does not make sense to me. Like, we're not doing that. No, they need to fucking move on with this shit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I I totally get it, and it's it's so interesting, like that us being the age that we are, like we got to see both ends of this, whereas like the younger generation. It's just like, what do you mean games weren't on DVDs? And they're like blown away by that. Like it's like same thing with like VHS, like like you were saying. I wanted to touch on that real quick because like the concept of like, let's be nostalgic and watch something on VHS. Why? So the tape can be worn out and like warped at various points and like the audio will crap out or maybe the video will like um, all of a sudden the tracking will be lost. Like, you know, you don't have an issue with with DVDs that or digital you know medium. I yeah. I really want to hear. No, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't. I don't need the fucking white tracking lines and the noise from the fucking yeah. VCR exactly. while it's trying so hard to make the, the fucking tape work. I just, yeah, I don't. It's it. It seems to be a nostalgia for a thing that like i find that a lot of younger people will talk about that with the sort of like oh cool like no that shit sucked <laughs> it was unpleasant it wasn't cool it was not cool it never was cool yeah it never was cool who told you this was cool the fuck's wrong with you yeah not cool um let's go ahead and we'll do one more and then we'll wrap it up all right. Uh, this is fun, uh, by the way, MC. I'm glad you grabbed this. Yes, yeah, and the, the funny thing is, we could actually do uh, we could actually do this again next week because they have we they will. have 20. We we have there are 20 questions total, and we're only on we only gotten to number nine. Well, there you go. Oh shit. There you go. So, we got more to do next week then. So. Easily, easily could. So um, I have no opinion because I've I've seen neither of these uh, neither of these shows. 
But, oh, uh, um, Dawson's Creek or The O.C.? <laughs> can, I just, can we just have a, a nuke and blow them both up? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, hmm, I never saw a full episode of The O.C., but I was pretty big fan of Dawson's Creek. As I watched a, a lot of that show. Out of respect for my wife, who loves fucking Dawson's Creek, I, I'm choosing Dawson's Creek. The I feel like I should abstain. Yeah, I'm biased because the OC. I never watched a fucking episode of that show. It was, I, I, you I, know, I, I've seen yeah. it one time, only one time in 2003, only because it was the first place you could hear the Beastie Boys' new song before it, it debuted on radio oh, later that week. It was shit. Yeah, it, it played it played it played in the background of, of some of some episode. So the only episode I've ever seen was literally just and then the song was um uh, for uh, check it out. Yeah. Um yeah, it was like, yeah, tune in tonight for for an exclusive sneak peek of their new song. So I literally watched this episode. I knew none of the people, nothing was going on. It seemed <laughs> just like suffer just, through that white people drama seemed, just for yeah, it just seemed like it just seemed like privileged nonsense. I'm like, what the fuck is this even about? Exactly. Just what for a 15 second clip of a song. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I I and I think the other problem is, like, I don't know how much time actually elapsed between when I was watching Dawson's Creek when the OC came on, but in my mind, it was, it was like, several years. Um, Sounds about right. But it could also just be, like, a lot of, like, perspective changes a lot real quickly when you're a teenager. And so I, what was, like, you know, like, big deal drama to me at the time with fucking Dawson's Creek. I remember getting just a little bit older and seeing like a clip or something from the OC and being like, ugh, fuck you guys. And like the whole the whole idea of like um the lead character being like like the wrong side of the tracks and shit. I'm like, this fucking white kid? Like wait, he's a different kind of white kid? What's what's going on? There's there's a bad place around Orange County? Wait, is Orange County the bad place? I, what is going on? Like, they're all rich. Aren't they? No? He's poor. Oh, oh, he's poor, so he's like a badass. And like, there was, I caught like, um, a clip or two, uh, no, no, I listened to an episode, like, there's, there's currently a podcast where Rachel Bilson and, uh, Melissa, or Melinda, Fuck, what is her last name? I don't know. Um, but, like, one of them was uh, one of the leads of the show, and one of them was, like, the mom of, of one of the characters on the show. Yeah. Um, and they're going through the show episode by episode, and every episode of the podcast, they have someone who featured heavily on that particular episode come in and talk about it. And hearing them talk about it, I'm I'm remembering little bits and pieces because I think it was like one of the episodes I had ran, I had randomly seen, um, but it was like a friend of uh, Ryan I think was the lead character's name. It was like a friend of Ryan's or like a guy he met or something that was like from the same place he was, and he could tell he was like a badass because he had like a leather cuff bracelet or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, like what the fuck? I I just. It was 
There was also, I want to say, a Mad TV sketch. Yeah. Called Pretty White People with Problems. <laughs> and it's so, like, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, they fucking nailed that. Oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> y'all were, y'all were, were a little too on point with that one for me. Pretty white. Um, but yeah, it was also like, it was also the first place I ever saw Katie Holmes. Um, so it was like, I had no problem with that. And Dawson was like a big fucking movie nerd. Uh, so I, I had kind of a, a kindred spirit in that. Um, but yeah, no, all that to say, if I'm picking one, I'm picking that one. Um, but I, I, I really feel like my vote should count for a little less cause I don't have like equal experience with these things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. But, uh, again, it's our podcast and we can be biased if we want to. So oh yeah. The OC. So. <laughs> I can tell you guys right now. Oh, and just for the record, sixty percent win Dawson's on that. Goddamn right they did. <laughs> that is surprising. I, I, I can say though, the first one for next week. Ooh, we're gonna spend some time on that. Ooh, all right. Look at this motherfucker <laughs> with his professional ass, <laughs> like teases and shit. It's like Buzzfeed. Tune in next week. Yeah, you can clickbait, clickbait Brooks right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the C stands for. Master, <laughs> of, cl- master of clickbait. Master of clickbait. MC Brooks. <laughs> Outstanding. On that wonderful note, make sure you tune in next week. We will have more wonderful At The Diner podcast things, discussions. It'll be all sorts of fun. We're going to try to. I think everybody's going to try to get in the Eternals uh, this week. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, we will also be doing more fun nostalgia games we might even see if we can get a guest so make sure you tune in for the next episode we appreciate you tuning into this one we appreciate you sharing with all your friends and uh family and on to the internet uh stay tuned again for more wonderful stuff here at the great geek refuge and at the diner for myself for mc brooks for james rambo we appreciate you we love you and remember together there are no heights we can't reach Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!